Hi, my name is Jenny Donnelly. Thank you so much for joining me for Rain and Rest. We are on week 25. That's wild. This has gone really fast. We're going to week 31, so I hope you finish the rest of these weeks with us. So today I want to tell you an incredible, incredible story of something that happened at our Chicago rally, but I want to preface it with this scripture because today I want to emphasize about how we can live in this place of rest by being impulsed by the Holy Spirit. You know, when you wake up in the morning, we have impulses. You know, we're driven to go this way and that way, and we can feel the desires of our heart pulling us one way or the other. But when we are impulsed by the Holy Spirit, when we allow the Holy Spirit to pop us in one direction and we just go, okay, I'm just, I'm going with that Holy Spirit, then we can find ourselves in the middle of amazing, amazing things. And so I'm going to share one of those stories with you today, but I want you to pull up Romans 8, chapter 8, verse 5. I want to preface it with this scripture. Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. So imagine waking up in the morning and we just are motivated and impulsed by those things that serve us. That might be food, that might be, you know, whatever is on the schedule has to basically benefit me. And that's going to be sad because we're not going to build the kingdom of God if we are only focused on what serves ourselves, okay? That's why parenting is really good for all of us. It kind of shakes us loose of selfishness, hopefully, right? But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. To pursue spiritual realities. What are spiritual realities? So if you're watching this and you've been in this movement and you're part of Her Voice, maybe you've come to a rally, maybe you're coming to the July equipping conference, which I really pray that you're coming in July, 8th, 9th, and 10th. You got to come to that. It's going to be incredible. But if you're part of this, you're wanting spiritual realities, right? You're wanting your world to live in a spiritual reality, which is in healing, joy, peace. You want all the things that the spiritual reality of God and heaven has to offer you. You want your children to live in the way of God. You want your heart to wake up with peace. You don't want to have anything to do with anxiety. You don't want to have anything to do with worry and stress. You want to live in this spiritual reality of God's perfect trust and love. And so to live in that place of rest, which I've just described to you, we're going to have to be impulsed by the Holy Spirit rather than all the things that serve ourselves. And so I remember way back in the day, I was going through this overhaul with God. I was going through like, okay, I'm not using alcohol to numb my emotions anymore. That was really tough, by the way. But God told me he had such a better plan for me than using alcohol to numb myself. I went through, okay, cussing. Like, we're not going to do that anymore because I want my world to be full of heaven, not of negativity and death. And that's what the scripture goes on to talk about is that the flesh carries death, but the spirit carries the things of God. And so I remember just going through these things and just things um, that I had to crucify in my flesh and let Jesus crucify these things like sexual immorality or sexual sin and cussing and drinking and addictions. And so I remember getting to the end of that going, wow, God, I feel really free. And then I said, is there anything else that you want from me? And I remember thinking, He's going to have a tough time finding anything else I could give him. 
Because <laughs> I was thinking, whoo, those were some big rocks I just got rid of right there with the help of God, of course. And he said something back to me I didn't expect. He said, yes, there is. And I thought, what else could there be? I was just like looking at all this sin and thinking, man, we're over that. How amazing. But he said to me, yes, Jenny, I want your time. I want you to give me your time. I want you to give me your day. Well, I can tell you right now that that scared me more than all the other things that I decided to die to. That scared me more than giving up alcohol. That scared me more than giving up all the little addictions. Because now what God was asking me to do was wake up in the morning and let him lead my day. And I was thinking, where are you going to take me? Like, are you going to make me go live in Africa? I mean, you know, that's kind of always the thing we ask, right? Like, are you, what are you going to ask me to do, God? What, what crazy thing are you going to ask me to do? And are you going to make my life miserable when I give you my day? Because honestly, I'd been living my life up to that point for what Jenny wanted, for what I wanted, for what would serve me, what would serve my bank account, what would serve and fulfill my material wealth, what would serve my emotions. And so my marriage wasn't doing so awesome because that's also how I treated my husband. How can you behave in such a way that you meet my needs all the time? My poor husband, you know? So when he said he wanted my day and he wanted my life, I thought, whoa, this is, this is intense. And so I remember being very nervous to do that, but saying, okay, walk me into this. What's this look like? And so this is what this scripture means is that we are impulsed by the Holy Spirit, meaning we are drawn to go where the Holy Spirit's going. I'm going to give you the story of something that happened in Chicago rally. And it's just a fun story about when we're impulsed by the Holy Spirit, where does he take you when you're impulsed? It certainly isn't into misery. It's into spiritual realities, just like this scripture promises in Romans 8, 5. So I'm going to take you back to a couple days before we went on the airplane for Chicago, I was in Tri-Cities, Washington. We were at City Awakening with Pastor Clyde. And when we went to pray before the event, I had this overwhelming impulse, like this, like, I have to do this right now. I had to take off my artificial nails. All right, I didn't see that coming. Okay, so I, I just started just like, and if you've ever had artificial nails, ladies, you know this is not easy. But I pushed my thumbnail underneath it and I started taking them off and I'm like, I have to get these off. What is going on right now? I have to take them off. And I also felt like in that event, everything artificial had to leave. It was a very much like a prof like walking out a prophetic impulse, right? So everything artificial is leaving. Well, underneath those artificial nails is like these scraggly little nails. And you know what? They look crazy and they're jagged edges. So I took my fingers and I rubbed them against my jeans to try to get the little snags off. You know, the denim could kind of file them a little bit, but I didn't have a nail file. So we go through the event. I forget about my nails. Jenny, don't worry about it. They look crazy. All is well. God is good. So come home, pack, get on an airplane, get to Chicago. We get to the event. I look at my nails and I'm like, wait a minute. I was home for a minute. I could have filed my nails. I didn't even think about it. So I start asking, does anybody have a nail file? And someone says, you know, Kristen Kirkland, she carries everything. And I was like, that's right. She's Mary Poppins. Yep. She always has a bag full of stuff. So Kristen pulls out two nail files. What's what better than one is two. So I said, okay, thank you. Start filing my nails. A whole bunch of other girls started filing their nails too. They're like, we're looking for one too, which I was like, this is interesting. What God, what are you doing? And so I file my nails, I get them down and I want them really, really short. And I'm laughing because I'm impulsed. When you live a life of like, you know, like, where are you taking me, Holy Spirit? What are you doing? You start getting curious. Why am I so set on this right now? Why am I being so impulsed? So file those down. All right. Fast forward to the very last night of the rally. It's Friday night. 
Pastor Cindy Mooring is going to preach a message. The Holy Spirit says, tell her she's preaching at dinner. That's how it kind of works with us. And I said, tag, you're it. You got to preach in like 10 minutes. You're up. You're amazing. The fire's all over you. And she was like, all right, sounds good. So we go up there, we worship. Pastor Ben Rose gets up and says, by the way, there's seven people who have not responded to the altar call. Now, if you've been to a rally, we have about 80 altar calls. Okay, we're just going to give you a chance in every moment to come forward and just get right with God or get the grief out or intersect the cross. I mean, it's just, it's constant waves. It's like the price is right. Come on down. The price is right, right? So they're coming to the altar. And he said, there's seven people. And it was kind of like last call for the altar call. Okay. So we go into her message. I'm sitting there in my seat in the front row, listening to pastor Cindy give her message. And I have to go to the bathroom. Okay. Like I've held it all day long. One of my spiritual strengths is, or physical strengths is holding my bladder for a very long time, right? You minister for a long time. You hold it a long time, get those muscles and you know, good strength. Okay. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking I have to go to the bathroom, but I'm impulsed to not get off my seat. I feel like I am glued to my chair and I'm arguing with, I could just run over there. There's the door. I could run in there. I'm thinking 90 seconds max and I'm back in this seat, but I feel this like like this impulse to stay. And I realize I'm being impulse to stay. So I'm just going to sit here, bladder, you will get your chance. It's just not right now. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sitting there because I'm thinking I have to hear every word she's about to say. I'm feeling this, like, you can't miss it. You can't miss 90 seconds of what she's about to say. So then up to the platform comes her husband, pastor Todd comes up and they are preaching on the resounding sound of victory. Okay. And they do this demonstration basically for us to understand how does heaven interact with earth and how does earth interact with heaven to create victory in our lives? Because heaven on earth, which is where we started with this rain and rest, by the way, right? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So all of heaven, we want heaven to interact with earth so that we can see people healed. We can see people free. We can see ourselves free, our children free. We don't want to walk in the constraints and the confinements of an earth that is stuck in sin. We want to live with heaven on earth, right? So they start talking about how heaven and earth re respond to each other and interact with each other. And it's through sound. It's through the word of God being released from heaven and then the earth reflecting and resounding the same sound back. They're talking about frequency. It's a really cool thing. Pastor Todd comes up, who is Pastor Cindy's husband, comes up. He gets the microphone. He sets up a guitar on its stand. No one's touching the guitar, all right? And he sends up, sets up this guitar with a microphone in it. And then he has a microphone, and he basically sings a note into the microphone. Let's just say it's the note of C. He sings a note. And all of a sudden we hear over the microphone with a guitar, we hear the guitar reverberate back the same note. The guitar is not being touched by human hands and yet it is resounding the same note back. He changes the note, the guitar plays the note back. All right, that's like you and I, right? We have no power of our own. I have no power of my own. I don't have the power to heal you. I don't have the power to lay hands on the sick and they will recover all on my own. Just like Catherine Coleman said, and I've been, you know, reading her books and watching her. And she said, I have no power of my own, none whatsoever. It made Christians mad that she would not admit that she was a healing minister. She said, I have no healing power. I have no healing virtue. 
but I believe in miracles because I believe in God. And so this demonstration, I caught it. I was like, this is interesting. This is neat. Because Pastor Todd was God in this demonstration. And the guitar strings, that's us, right? We are just humans. We came from dust. We're going back to dust. And then our souls are go and spirits are going to heaven, praise God, okay? But we're going to leave this earth suit behind. But God himself sends his word, and then we're to send the word back. We're to let the word of God bounce back. So when we declare the word of God with our mouth, we're not just being Christians who do the declaration thing. We just say the words that are written on a piece of paper. What we're doing is we're resounding the sound of heaven back, which is how the word of God goes out and accomplish what it was sent to do. And the word of God is live and powerful. And it's the sound of heaven. So I catch this, okay? Sitting in my seat. We go through the night. It's crazy. It's amazing. And we're done. We dismiss everybody. We pray. We turn off the live stream. And I'm walking out. I'm going to get my stuff. You know, I'm getting my bag. I'm getting my stuff. A girl walks up and she says, my friend. And she pulls her friend to the front. And there's this precious woman with her. And she says, my friend needs a healing. Will you pray for her? So I just take my hand around her shoulders. And I said, what do you need? What do you need healing from? What do you need? And she says, I have a progressive degenerative hearing loss. It's a disease, genetic disease in my family. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Usually it's back pain. It's, you know, healing for my marriage, you know. But I'm thinking it's go time. It's go time right now. So the Holy Spirit steps in and I'm not thinking, Jenny, you need to muster up some theatrical prayer. I'm thinking, Holy Spirit, walk me through this. How would you like to heal her? Because I'm a guitar. I have no healing power of my own. But Father, what sound are you making? And I'm gonna resound the sound. That's what happened right then and there. No wonder I couldn't go to the bathroom, right? So what does a nail file have to do with anything? You're about to find out, <laughs> okay? So here I am. And I say, okay, first and foremost, I heard you say genetic disease. This tells me that we need to cleanse the bloodline from any uh, generational curse. Anything that's genetic means it's made its way through the genetic um, pool in the line of ancestors. And we're going to cleanse up the bloodline because Jesus Christ did that. He cleansed our bloodline. He didn't just cleanse us with his blood. He cleansed our bloodline. Okay, so I just had her out loud renounce that disease. She renounced it with her mouth. It was important. It was her mouth. And then I had her say, Jesus, thank you for cleansing my bloodline. And then I had her say, I disconnect myself from all consequences of unrepented sin in my bloodline. Okay. Now you got to think about this. This woman is a blood bought Christian. She's given her heart and her life to Christ. That means that all punishment body, soul, and spirit is on Christ. It shouldn't be on her. The punishment of a broken world system and the punishment of Adam has come through the other side of the covenant. And that means all judgment that is on our bodies or our spirits or our souls shouldn't be there. That's trespassing, right? So now we have legal access after she broke those things and came into agreement is what happened. We come into agreement with what Jesus did on the cross. And now here we are, and she needs a healing. So all the legalities are done and she needs a healing. So the Lord says to me now, I say, Holy Spirit, how would you like me to pray for her? And this is what he says. He says, stick your fingers in her ears as far as they will go. Okay, no problem. 
because these nails are filed. <laughs> now, if they weren't filed and I had my artificial nails on, I don't know if I wouldn't have done it. I don't know, I probably would have knowing me, I would have done it anyway. But I remember they were too long and then my nails underneath, I just, I don't know if it would have made me feel insecure or like, oh, oh I don't wanna do this. I don't know. But all I know is that obstacle wasn't there. My nails are freshly filed and I stick them right in her ears. Then I wait for the Holy Spirit to tell me what to do next. My fingers are in this woman's ears that I met one minute ago, okay? All the way in, I'm holding them there. And then I hear the Holy Spirit say, Jenny, I'm gonna make a sound and you resound it. And then I heard these words in my spirit. This is why we read the word of God so that we can get it in us so that heaven can bring it to the surface and we can resound it. And it wasn't me as a Christian saying Christian things to try to be religious. I was literally just a guitar string reverberating back the sound I heard in my spirit. And this is what I heard. The blind will see, the deaf will hear, and the lame will walk. And then I said, Holy Spirit, is that it? And he said, yep, you reverberated it back to me. And I took my fingers out. And the woman said, I can hear, I can hear, I can hear, I can hear, I can hear. And she said, all the sounds in the room came in to complete clarity. She said, prior, she was underwater. Everything was muffled and gurgly. And she said, she can hear, she begins to sob and weep. The Lord had shown me a picture and he said, tell her the picture you saw. What I saw was four generations earlier, I saw a little girl with her hands on her ears and she was crouching down, covering her ears, muffling, muffling like underwater, like muffling and hiding because she could hear her mother being beaten in a domestic violence situation. And the trauma from that little girl and her heart and her ears, the trauma went into her ears and stuck. And now here's this genetic hearing loss disease. Okay, you see how this works? I tell her this and she says, and that's just a word of knowledge, by the way. That was the Holy Spirit telling me that doesn't have any ability to know anything. The Holy Spirit just told me, because he's my coach. He's coaching me through this. When I tell her this, she begins to sob and cry and cough. And I'm like, this is your generational deliverance. Get that thing out. And I said, you need to cry for that little girl. And she's buckled down on her knees and out all that, all that all that coming out. I said, this will not touch your children. This will never have you again. Your grandchildren will not have this. It is over in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus. And it's like, we just kicked the squatters off the property. Okay. Because squatters don't own the land. And we are, we're not nice to people who start setting up tents and stuff in our backyard. That's our, our property. All right. So you kick that stuff off and it is all by the power of the Holy spirit. Right? So all that happens, we're, we are like rejoicing, right? I get the microphone, we get a, we get a um, video and you can watch this on my Instagram, Jenny L. Donnelly or on Facebook, Jenny Donnelly, go watch this because she's telling the story back in the microphone and we tell the story back and she says this, she said that her friend said, you know, there's seven people who haven't come to the altar. Her friends go, why are you holding out? You know, you need, like, you know, you need a healing. Why are you not coming forward? And she said, I don't know. I believe God can do it for people. I just don't know if he can do it for me. And they said, why are, no, really, why are you holding back? I mean, why not? Why not just go up there and see, just see if God will heal you. And she said this to them. She said, yeah, I just, I just need somebody to stick their fingers in my ears. She didn't have her hearing aids in when she said that. I just need somebody to stick their fingers in my ears. What? 
What? I was impulsed. I don't, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know why I was doing it. I do know this in 2017, the Lord told me, Jenny, I have a destiny for you to walk in signs and wonders and miracles and advance the kingdom of God. However, it will cost you your dignity. <laughs> doing things that are weird, radical, out of the box. You don't know why you're doing them, but here you go. Your dignity, bye-bye dignity. Dignity is overrated. And so I thought, you know what, whatever. So when he said to stick my fingers in her ears, I didn't feel weird about it because it was being impulsed by the Holy Spirit. Now, dignity would have been my gatekeeper to like, oh, Jenny, I need to protect you. I need to protect you from people thinking you're weird. That can be a gatekeeper in our life, right? Then I wouldn't have done it. And maybe she would have gotten healed somewhere else by some, I don't know. I don't know how that all works. I just know that a girl can hear. She was deaf and now she's not. Hallelujah. I hope you're giving God a huge praise clap right now because this is incredible. So when God said to me that one day, Jenny, I want your day. I want your time. I'm thinking he's going to take me to live a miserable life of serving him as a martyr. <laughs> Some people are called to be a martyr. Okay. And that's to be completely honored. But God, when he says, I want your day, I want your time. Basically he wants you to follow him. He wants to say, Hey, I know that you were going to do this right here at three o'clock. Can we reroute and do this? I'll tell you another story. This is a really quick story. The other day, I'm supposed to be out the door and I need to be somewhere like on a Zoom. Like it's all coming down to me getting on a meeting where people are waiting for me. And my daughter comes in, Esther, and she says, Mom, will you braid my hair? And my flesh goes, Honey, I don't have. And I heard the Holy Spirit right then. He interrupted me and said, I'm going to stop time for you. I'm going to make it work. And I said, I don't have hair ties. Can you go downstairs and get some hair ties? <laughs> Literally, it was like, I'm headed this way and we're gonna be impulsed this way. And you know what happened? I was on time and her hair was braided and she wasn't thinking. My mom always prioritizes all her meetings and all her Zooms before she does with me. The Lord also knows he uses my kids to also interrupt me at the most inconvenient times to see if I'll trust him. You guys, this is how it works. It's a beautiful way to live and it's a way to live in rest. So Father, I thank you, God, for every single person under the sound of my voice. I ask you, Jesus, that you would drive us into a place of trust where we would actually want to live this adventure of being impulsed by your Holy Spirit, not bound by the flesh, which leads to death, but we would be bound to your spirit, which leads to life, adventure, miracles, signs, wonders, and really ultimately healing and power for our families and for the church and for your kingdom in Jesus' mighty name. We're going to be doing some equipping conferences, and I'm so happy that you are coming in July because that is the launch of our equipping school for Tetelestai Ministries. We're going to be teaching deliverance. We're going to be teaching healing. We're going to be teaching marketplace ministry. How do you minister to people at your work. How does this all work? How do we go all hands on deck and move the kingdom forward? It can't be just a couple people preaching awesome messages. It can't just be a person here, a person there. Tag your it. God wants to empower and equip you to go into your world, to your kids. Your youth pastor should not be the most powerful person to your children, by the way. I hope you have an awesome youth pastor, but you know who it needs to be? It needs to be you. 
You need to be the one they come to and say, mom, lay hands on me. I got something wrong with me. Mom, I don't feel well. Can you pray for me? Dad, will you give me some wisdom on this? This happened to me with my friends. You are the one that holds the most authority and the most power over your family. Sometimes it's just a lack of equipping. So in July, July 8th, 9th, and 10th, ladies, you're going to come. You're going to get empowered. You're going to get equipped. You're going to get encountered. And we want you there. We're going to do breakout sessions and we're going to do all this equipping. I can't wait. We also have a group ticket for 10. If you have a group of 10 or more, then you can get a bit of a discount on all your tickets. So go to hervoicemovement.com and get your ticket. We want you there. We love you so much and we'll see you next week.